Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Pastor Seth here. Some of you are out there listening to us for the very first time, trying to find out what in the heck's going on here. Okay. Well, we're getting ready to do our, our live uh, broadcast here on uh, Google Hangout. And some of you are coming to visit with us for the very first time. And we start about three minutes or so, so we're not quite there yet. Uh, actually, four minutes or so. So we've got some time, and we'll wait for some folks to get here. If you're looking to join us on the, the phone and you don't uh, won't be able to stay on the phone call, and you want to get on the phone, you can go to 712-432-0460. Again, that's 712-432-0460. And that would be a, a PIN code number 106-3930. Uh, 106-3930. It's a pound sign, and you'll be live listening to us right at this very moment. And uh, we will be recording the call as well, so you'll be able to get the recording as well as the Google Hangout. So it'll be a lot of fun, guys. Um, I'm going to keep the, probably keep the first five five minutes on that we have prior to the call because we start right at 6 o'clock uh, Pacific time. And we'll be able to keep the first five minutes of the call available to those that want to see it. Uh, when, you, when you watch the, uh, the replay of it, you'll be able to see that as well. Uh, again, I'm Seth Reynolds, the entrepreneurial pastor. For those of you that are coming in for the very first time from outside of the Santa community, that stands for single and not ashamed. Uh, we are uh, single folks that happen to be uh, desired to be used to God in our singleness. Uh, no matter where we happen to live around the world, we want to be used by God. We're not settling for anything less than uh, giving God our best. So that's what we do. That's what we're about. So we've got 558 uh, right now. We've got a couple minutes before we get started. And I'll start right at 6 o'clock and just go ahead and get started. Right there. We've got a bunch of folks here, or just, uh, just, just me and you, okay? So it doesn't make a difference. So hold tight as we get ready to get going here. Uh, we'll be having a good time tonight. Uh, got some unique things I'll be sharing with you, some innovative things I'll be sharing with you this, this evening that will hopefully assist you in understanding exactly what we're about as a, as a ministry group. So uh, hold tight and we'll be with you momentarily here. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So how are you folks tonight? Hope you're doing well. Hope things are going good for you this evening. It, God is really blessing your life and taking you to higher heights in, in Him, desiring to be used of Him in a great way. This is one of the technologies that's available to every one of us tonight, by the way. Anybody can use this technology to be a blessing to your community, where you happen to serve, no matter where you happen to be. In the world, you can use a Google Hangout technology. This is called Innovative Leadership with Pastor Seth. I'm going to be sharing some things tonight with you regarding innovative leadership that I've been involved in myself over the years. And and I've, I've written a book about innovative leadership, and I'm uh, maybe touching that just a little bit, but I re- recognize that sometimes you, beyond getting the principles of the innovative leadership, some, sometimes stories help you identify, actual, actual live like case studies help you to identify how innovative leadership works, and I'll be sharing some of those things tonight. And uh, from, from a couple, actually three different areas of my life uh, that people are not really all that familiar with in my, in my life, so you have a chance to know about my work life a little bit tonight, a little bit about my ministry life, and also my business life, so you have a chance to hear some of those things this evening as we get going.
Okay, we got about a minute, minute to go here. Probably less than a minute. It's 5.59, 6 o'clock on my clock here. 6 o'clock straight up, guys, and we are here. I'm Seth Reynolds, the entrepreneurial pastor. Uh, most of you know me from Single and Not Ashamed, but we've got some other folks that are coming from other places. Uh, we're excited that you've taken the time to join us tonight, and I say us is going to be other folks here with us tonight as well. And if you're catching the replay, we hope that you will take the time to review this again and again. Uh, innovative Leadership with Pastor Seth, what is that all about? What is innovation all about? We're going to talk to you about innovation tonight and how we take simple ideas and just tweak them a little bit to make them better ideas. And that's what innovation really does. Now, innovating just to be innovating is not the thing because you can go and t change anything to make it innovative just to say it's innovative. But the reality, if it doesn't work, it's not a good thing. Okay? So we've taken ideas that have not worked, by the way. We've done some ideas uh, that we, we called innovative that didn't work. Uh, but we've taken a bunch more that have worked effectively and are still working today. So that's how innovative leadership gets going. Uh, what I want to do tonight, I want to share with you some stories uh, that will help you understand a little bit about innovative leadership and how I've been, how I've been able to apply it in my life. Rather than just give you principles, I want to share with you uh, some of the things, some of the projects I've been involved with personally that have assisted me in understanding what innovative leadership was going back some, oh, some long time ago, even when I was in my early or mid-20s mid or so, uh, you had a chance to identify that I was innovative even in those days. I worked for a magazine back in the uh, back when I first came to know Jesus, and back in the 80s, guys. Some of you weren't even born yet, but I worked for a magazine back in that time, and magazines were still very popular back in that day, right? And radio and that kind of thing was still popular, but magazines were very, very popular. But entertainment magazines were very special among the folks that happened to be uh, with uh, the area that I lived in. Uh, you'd fly into a city, you go to a uh, go to a hotel inside the hotel there, you'd find an entertainment magazine. That's what used to happen back in the day. You walk in the magazine. You walk in. You find all the places you can be able to go to eat, all the shows that are in town, all the different uh, uh, sites and attractions that are around, uh, the different churches that were around. All those things. The entertainment magazine was available inside of hotels. Well, I decided as I worked for this particular magazine as an employee, I decided I wanted to go start my company. This was my own business that got started, guys. My own first, very first business that got started in my life. I start well, not the very first one, but one of the first ones I started by myself was a Christian entertainment magazine. So I started an entertainment magazine for the purpose of being, I didn't know that I was being innovative, but what I did, I took that entertainment magazine and turned it into a Christian entertainment magazine as opposed to just plain old entertainment. Entertainment among Christians, I thought, well, I became a Christian. I said, Christians are such the most boring people I've ever met in my life. They don't do anything. My goodness. So back in that day, I was, you know, I used to be a party animal kind of person, came to know Jesus, and I still was kind of a party animal, but I was partying for Jesus, right? Sold out for Jesus, and wanted to be still involved, and I knew they had concerts, I knew they did things, but they just never publicized them so much. So I put them all together, put all these entertainment ideas and thoughts in places around the, the uh, San Francisco Bay Area and also in Sacramento and other places around the area there. I put those uh, into a, not a calendar, but I put them into a magazine. And so uh, by doing that, that became an innovative idea. Just took a twist on a magazine idea, took a twist on a, mag on a, on a calendar idea, and made a magazine, a little five-by-seven magazine the size of a TV guide. Have you ever seen one of those before? Some of you have TV guides in your home. Maybe, maybe you don't. I know this is a new age today, new, new situation. So I, I'm kind of dating myself a little bit here. But, but the idea was, again, having a small magazine. Matter of fact, it's the size of my book today. Same, same magazine. This is my first published work that I ever had in my life was that magazine. And so I've been in the publishing business for a long time. I used to work for a company called Publishers International Press. And I, well, that was my company, actually. I owned my own company called Publishers International Press. And took that business as well to a realm where we were able to hire people. You hear that? You matter of fact, you read about that in my book. Uh, you, we were able to hire people that do what we did, but they couldn't do what we did. 
So, so we had to get a little bit more innovative in the way we approached it. We had a guy that did karate, and he was a very black black belt guy. They, we sent this guy to go out and sell a dictionary. He couldn't sell a lick. So that was an innovation story that didn't work as well, but it worked a little bit. But it worked as well for us, but not for him so well. But, guys, I'm telling you tonight because, see, stories, stories really do sell. Facts do all the telling, but stories really do sell. You've probably heard that if you've been involved in network marketing or business of some sort. You've had a chance to find out about these kinds of things in your life. Now, if you want to be innovative, it's going to require that you take an idea that you already are familiar with a little bit and find a way to tweak that idea so that it becomes a better idea. Uh, you've, I keep dating myself. I'm going to get it. Ford has a better idea. That's an old commercial from a long time back. I don't watch too much television today, and I don't think that Ford still uses that slogan. But Ford came up with a Ford has a better idea. Now, what was so different about Ford during that time? Not a whole heck of a lot. They had multiple kinds of vehicles and, and, and styles and, and what have you, models. But they came up with a slogan that Ford has a better idea to distinguish themselves from other people, other commercials that were out in reference to the advertising business that was going on. So when we come up with innovative ideas, we're looking to distinguish ourselves. You might want to write that down. We're looking to distinguish ourselves as being different. But not just being different, but being workable, being something that's viable, something that really works. Because if it doesn't work, it's no good, and that, that doesn't help anybody. So if Ford had a better idea and they couldn't deliver on their product, you know that Ford would be out of business today. Well, Ford's still around, right? So Ford must have had a better idea because they're still going on. They're still making, making things happen. And I told you the story about my, my magazine. Now, that was my first business situation. I'm going to take you back into when I was an employee of a company. I, I worked as an employee for a radio station, a Christian radio station. And as I worked there, I've been knowing Christ for a while, and I, I was going out talking to business owners in the business community, and, and it just wasn't Christian businesses. They were, these were all kinds of businesses. And my, my job was a marketing consultant for the company, and I would go out and, again, talk to businesses, but I'd have to do my research to find out what a business needed before I got there. So I would come with proposals. I would put together, I'd have 100 different businesses that I wanted to talk to, right, 100 different businesses in 10 different categories. Those 10 different categories, broken them down to a particular area that I liked that was the hottest. And I found one that was really, really hot. It was called the moving business. Now, some of you don't even have a clue that that's really a hot business to be engaged in when it comes to because people spend a lot of money to move. So the moving companies have to have what? A lot of money that they're collecting. But they need also customers because it's a very competitive field. So I saw that moving companies weren't actually being very effective at bringing a new business to their organization. There were a whole group of people that they were overlooking. These people that they overlooked were people called home, excuse me, they owned homes, but they were selling their homes on their own. And because they sold their homes on their own, you know what ended up happening? Nobody approached them to move. So they would actually go U-Haul, they'd go the rider route, or they'd go another route, or have their friends move them. Once in a while, they would probably call a moving company because they didn't have a clue how, how reasonable they could be. They didn't have a clue about that because nobody never called them before. So my, my thing was that I took a proposal to this company and said, listen, guys, you're missing a whole market of people. You want to advertise to people that are not uh, necessarily just homeowners, but, but also people that rent, people that own homes but are selling on their own. These are folks you want to connect with. And so they listened to my proposal and actually ended up hiring me as a company consultant, right? <laughs> I ended up working for the company and began to work with, them, work with the sales guys and helping them become more effective in doing that very thing. So that was an innovative idea that turned into something that turned into another job for me that paid me more money. And I, became, I was an employee, still, still an employee of another company all of a sudden. And that innovative idea landed me a new job. 
So that's how innovation can begin to work. If you begin as an employee where you happen to work right now, find a way that you see that works something, something a little bit different, you know, a little bit different. It just doesn't have to be something, something significant, but it's just something that people are not paying attention to. And when people weren't paying attention to those, uh, let's say, for sale by owners, they call them FISBOs back in the day, but they don't pay attention to those for sale by owners. What ends up happening, those for sale by owners were not even contacting moving companies until the moving company sales representatives begin to go knock on those doors. And they begin to say, listen, let me drop some flyers off. Very, very soft sell because they were able to drop flyers off and say, if you're looking to move, it's very reasonable to move the moving company. We'll give you a 50% discount. Well, what do you think happened? Their phones start ringing. And when their phones start ringing, they begin to get more sales. And as they got more sales, things begin to happen in a big way. So, guys, I'm telling you today that innovation still works. It's not, this, this is some 20-some years ago. So that's innovation back when I was an employee. Now, most of the time, I got involved with innovation from the perspective of, of working uh, not just as an employee, but uh, mostly in ministry. And in my ministry efforts, I, I, I pro- I'll start with a project that was kind of dear to my heart because I, I, I am, and listen, I am not a kid. I have a son. I have a son. I have one son. But I'm not a kid person. My son's 28 years old, right? So my son was an adult by this time, and we, we needed something to happen in our children's ministry at our church, and nothing was going on. I said, we got to start something to get these kids in this church some kind of way. What are we going to do? And so I began to think about what I could do differently. And business is my background, right? So I know entrepreneur, pastor, can't talk to them about preaching, can't talk to them about becoming uh, ministers of the gospel. Well, we could probably, but I, I wasn't thinking about doing that. But I want to have it make it fun for them. So I put together a project called Kids in Biz. Now, Kids in Biz, what, what do kids do? Kids in business. We had a setup where the kids would come to get educated. Their team week program initially went to eight weeks, went to six weeks, and then we eventually went to a three-day project, a three-day intensive program, and now we have it online today, by the way, it's still online right now, Kids in Biz. So we had a Kids in Biz project where the kids would come and learn about business from business leaders in the community. We brought business leaders in the community. Now, what's the innovation here? The innovation is that we took a Sunday school concept, a Sunday school concept, and stepped up the game ten times. Because this wasn't about play stuff anymore. This wasn't about, oh, learning about, just learning about Jesus. We learned about Jesus as well, by the way, but we learned about how Jesus handled money, how, how Jesus was functioning in business. We, that's what we learned about, okay? So the kids learned about that very thing, and we had business owners in the community. The, the Chamber of Commerce came in. We had the mayor come in. We had some of the city council members come in, city managers come in. We had various kinds of people that would come into the situation and sit down and talk to our children about the newspaper publisher would come in. We had business owners. A banker in the city came in. Matter of fact, the banker was one of our sponsors. And so we had people that came in and talked to the children on their level. They had a blast. We had a physical trainer come in and talked about the business side of physical training. And so we, you can see where the innovation comes in, and the kids are just as excited as they can be. They're winning prizes. The kids now have a chance now to start their own business. So the kids start their own business, and guess what they begin to do? They got, got their own personal websites. We set it up where they can have their own websites for themselves for free. They had their own websites. They had to keep their websites up, and they had people buying products from their websites as well. Okay? So you talk about innovation, children. I see these kids today, and there, some of them are young adults now, like 18, 19 years old, and I, I, I get chills in my spine because of the fact that I, I've been, I was able to invest in their lives at a young age, and now they're thinking about business today and perhaps even going into being entrepreneurs themselves. So you can see where innovation works on all levels, not just among adults, not just among 
the folks that do it on a, on a scale that it just happens to be in business or it happens to be in a radio program of some sort. Uh, it, it's a whole lot different pro program. You know, I was, uh, that's, that's the ministry side. I did that in ministry. And, not, and now, I don't, I don't know much about children's ministry. Just like, just like I don't know anything about singles, okay? I, I started a singles ministry. I don't know nothing about singles. I've never been single for 28 years. I haven't been single. So what do I know about singles? Not a whole lot. But I know a lot about marriage, right? So, so I'm able to talk to the single people about marriage a little bit. And I talked about my singleness now because I am single. So it's a little bit different ballgame. You know, and we move from the Kids in Biz Project. I mean, I'm going to hold you all night, guys. But I'm telling you these stories for a reason because I want you to get the idea that, that the inspired ideas that come as a result of need. You know, the inspired ideas that come as a result of need. I, we had a need in the church situation that, that uh, uh, sparked me to say, we've got to do something, and I'm, not, I'm the one to do it. There was a need in the, in the magazine situation where I knew that the Christians wouldn't get any representation or reference to entertainment that was going on. And it really is ministry that people do, like, you know, Leo Patillo way back in the day and, and some of the other groups that were out there. I forget all the different names. There's these contemporary artists that were out there, like comedians and different people like that. There was a need for the Christian community, and I saw the need. I was able to fill that need. The same thing is true when we worked in the radio and worked uh, with the, the moving company, and the moving company didn't, didn't, didn't even see the need. I saw the need that they had available, a marketplace, a market niche that they had available to them, and, they, and I was able to come and help them fill that void. And so that, those are how you, that's how you identify uh, the area of uh, innovative, to become innovative. And so I, I just took ideas that they were already doing and made them a little bit better just by doing one little simple thing. See, I would just add one thing to it, and boom. In the moving situation, in the magazine situation, just flip the script a little bit. Just put Christian entertainment guy as opposed to entertainment guy because comes Christian entertainment guy. And so that's the big difference right there. And Kids in Business is a project that's kind of a fun thing. And, and it goes today. And the people that want to go there, they go to Kids in Business and they figure out a little bit how to do it and they work with it. And we've got some people that even do it on, uh, in a home, in home situation. Uh, we're looking even to re resurrect that again at some point to take it back offline and make it more more viable for young kids that, that grow up. Because the kids do grow up, of course, and you have a new project that always come up. And uh, that, that's always fun. We took it to a restaurant one time and did that at a restaurant, set up a mall at the restaurant. You hear this? The kids had their own businesses at the mall, and they <laughs> took the restaurant and re we repurposed the restaurant. Took the restaurant. They had a little ca a cafe patio area. We took that patio area, turned it into a mall. All the people that came to eat at the restaurant came out to the patio. They began to buy stuff from the kids. Do you see how that works? Okay. The kids were telling their story about how this program works for them, how they're being blessed by it. They were excited about it. They're making money at the same time. The kids get to keep all the money. Accounting, they had to even, we had, to, we had a person that worked, that worked with them regarding accounting and how they handled their money, where they put their money in the bank. The bank, the bank that we worked with, that was one of our sponsors, gave a scholarship to some of the, one of the kids that had the best, the best, uh, the best, uh, best booth. And it, all kind of great things came out of this because it was just an innovative idea. And I, I get excited about that particular one. Another one that went with is uh, it's called the Change in Our Cities TV. Now, you can probably imagine I'm a kind of gregarious kind of guy and even probably more gregarious back in the day when I was no gray, all, the, all hair was off. My hair is still kind of blacky, right? But, I, but the thing is that I was very, very gregarious, and I wanted to be on television, but I wanted to do it different. I don't want to do a TV program like preaching. I don't, I'm a pastor, right? But I don't want to preach on TV. I don't want to, I don't want to do a TV program where it's a, just a talk show. I, I want to do something totally different. So I went on TV, and before I went on TV, I put some prayer request boxes in businesses around the city. These are Christian businesses, right? The flower shops, we had a, a, a grocery stores, we had people, we had all kinds of different stores and businesses, retail, mostly retail. We, we put these prayer request boxes, 
and people would stop by and drop their prayer requests in these boxes. We'd come by, and we'd pick up the prayer requests, and we'd pray for those folks, and sometimes we'd see, have a chance to see them. It'd be their employees, their employers, their vendors, and their customers. We'd pray for those people. And as a result of that, people began to know us as the, 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 the prayer, prayer stations. They called them prayer stations back in the day. So those prayer stations would go, in, and I said, you know what, I'm going to go on TV and talk about this. So I had changed in our city's TV. How are we changing our cities? Through prayer, right? Okay. So we mentioned all these prayer requests. Prayer request boxes around the city. If you needed prayer, you just stop by one of these prayer request boxes. So I'm promoting businesses at the same time. The businesses are excited because they get new traffic coming to their business just to get just to get prayer, but they also come in to buy stuff too, right? <laughs> so what we have, I'd have guests on the show, have business owners in the show that would come on. The business owners that actually had the prayer request boxes in their stores would come on this show. So we'd have a we had this thing set up where we would just sit down in front of a camera and talk one on one about the results of what's going on in their community, how they're changing things in their community as a result of changing our city's TV, right? They're out changing things. We had a big billboard in the city, gigantic billboard. So see how innovative we're being? We're not just sticking to the script. We went off the script a completely different way, an entirely different way. Because we went off the script that far, people begin to take notice that this little, who is this guy? Who, who is this guy? They heard me preach not one time yet, right? They have never heard me preach not one word. They know that this guy's an entrepreneur. They knew he was an entrepreneur, but also they recognized I was a pastor. And then we had a chance to have people come visit our church. By the way, people got saved as a result of our prayer request boxes. One of the flower shop owners was a lady that owned a flower shop. Her husband would come in on occasion. He'd say, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? We'd, we'd go through that little route every time. And I said, you, need, you know Jesus? I just flat out came and asked, you know Jesus? No. I said, you want to know? Yeah. So what? I was, I was totally shocked, right? Because, yeah, because he said, yeah. I said, what? I said, so let me leave, leave this. Do you mind if I pray with you? Come on. So I prayed with the brother. He gave his life to Christ that day and began to cry right on the spot. Now, not, not because of the tears he got saved. But the fact that he was able to say yes to Jesus that day, something changed dramatically in his life. Now, that excited me. We got phone calls that would come in through uh, people that would call in on occasion, and I would lead people to Christ that way. And that was just exciting times as well. So, guys, I'm telling you, innovative leadership can be something that you utilize in your business, your ministry, or, 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 your, uh, or your own personal bit, your business, work, your work, workplace, by the way, workplace. Those are three different places you can actually use them beyond that as well, maybe in your families as well. We, we took those prayer request boxes, and we got them going in a big way. Our, our TV program uh, had some success there. I uh, got involved in, of course, moving. Move this is part of my testimony, guys, but I got involved in other things as I moved on down the road. But these are some things that I just want to get, bring to your attention about innovative leadership and why it still can be effective today. You know, one of the, another area that we moved into in reference to prayer, you know, if you have, a, have ever, ever been a part of a city, uh, there's a, maybe a group of people that are leaders in a city, and uh, the smaller churches are typically the ones that you know kind of follow the lead. Well, you, you know me, I, I'm not a I'm not a follower so much. I'm a leader, and so I called the whole city to prayer and fasting. We're having some challenges in the city. I put a took out a full page ad in one of the local uh, magazines, and and we called the whole city and sent letters to the city hall and, and asked them to participate in our. They, they didn't they didn't participate, but I just wanted them to know something's about ready to go down. We're praying and fasting, and I'm calling the city to prayer and fasting because I believe the Lord called me to do it. And so we did that, and by having that big full-page ad out, and people began looking at us like, who is this guy? Okay, Another innovative leadership idea. And, and you, leaders, leaders lead. You hear me talk about that a lot. If you're in the Santa community, that single, not ashamed community, we, leaders lead. And when we have ideas about what God is sparking in our hearts to do, we do it. We get it done because we know the importance of, of taking taking charge and, and not backing up, taking charge in your own life and not backing up. 
Now, perhaps some of you are in a situation right now in your own life, and you just need an innovative idea to get yourself out of it. You just need an innovative idea that's going to spark the interest in you in such a way that you say, I'm doing X, Y, Z, and I've been doing X, Y, Z for so long that it's so boring. I can't stand it anymore. I want to quit. I want to give up. Well, give it one more shot. Do something innovative with X, Y, Z. Listen, who, who, says, who says the alphabet has to stop at Z? Okay? <laughs> Create another alphabet, bless God. Come on, do it now. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of kidding. It's all tongue of cheek here, but the idea is that Take it another step. Do something different. Take that thing and, and back it a rhythm. I mean, WXYZ. Add a W in that puppy or something. Do something different. Make, make it different. So that, well, gee, you know, I never saw WXYZ before. Wow, that's pretty darn cool. I've never seen that before. Well, you can be the one that's recognized, not because of recognition's sake, but you can be the one that's recognized for doing something different that's making a difference in somebody else's life. Now, I do want to give you this point as well. When you're looking to do innovation, it, it has to go, go beyond just, just innovation by itself. Just, be, just beyond just getting, it, getting something cute and out there. It has that purpose. It has that purpose to the place where it's going to affect change in people's lives. And you can see that. You can see that in your vision. You can see that when you have your mission. You put your mission together and you have an understanding about where you're headed. And when you do that, you, you find yourself saying, I'm tweaking this thing only because it's going to help people. It's really going to bless people. You know, we, we, um, before I, I was even saved, before I was saved, I had innovative ideas too. Worked with a major, uh, major uh, oil company. I didn't work for them specifically. I was a consultant still at that time, marketing consultant of my own. And we came to them with an idea about how to bring more business to their, to their, uh, to their business. They bought the idea, and then we took something. We took a, you, you've probably seen these coupon booklets before. They probably don't have them out today. We have apps, apps nowadays, okay? But it's equivalent to an app, I guess. <laughs> it's a coupon booklet that we took, and we were able to print that coupon book for about maybe two cents a piece, right? We sold it for 20 bucks a pop. That's right. So we made eighteen nineteen ninety eight every time we sold one. So when we sold ten a day, we made a lot of money. Fifteen a day, we made a lot of money. So we had people that worked for us as well that sold these things too. We gave them ten bucks a pop, so we made nine bucks nine ninety eight every time they they sold one. So guys, I'm telling you, innovation works on all levels, no matter if you're Christian or not. But how much so? How much more would it work for those who happen to know Jesus? How much more would the body of Christ benefited. We began to be innovative in the way we went about doing things. How much more will we we see the body of Christ uh, be able to reach out more effectively in reference to evangelism if we became innovative? I mean, our churches wouldn't be just come to Sunday morning, come to Wednesday night, come to Tuesday night prayer, come to Thursday night rehearsal, come to Friday night. Our churches wouldn't be just coming to church. It would be individuals having personal ministries, doing things on an innovative scale. I encourage your congregation to be innovative. I encourage people that are my, my son. I encourage people that, are, that, that I mentor. I encourage people that are part of the Santa community to be innovative. Think outside the box. Go beyond just what it's always been. Go beyond what you always see with everybody else's doing because distinguishing yourself gives you that little bit of an edge that other people don't have. And as you stick with it, by the way, as you stick with it over time, you'll see the results. You'll see the results. Now, uh, it took me some time before I saw results. I mean, it wasn't like it happened overnight. I gave you some stories of situations that happened to me, um, but th these stories took some time to develop because it came come as a result of other things that didn't work. 
things that I tried that didn't work. I would I tell you the stories of things that didn't work. We'd be here like the next four or five days, okay? But these are things that did work, and they worked effectively for us. Innovative leadership guys would have come and talked to you about this today. And I'm, I'm just giving you the stories, really, and not really walking into some principles necessarily because, you know, it's nothing that fancy about it. It's a matter of having heart enough to do it, heart enough to take the step. You know, often people are scared. I mean, they're afraid to, afraid to take that next step in life. You know, you may, you know we, 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 we kind of get to a place in our Christian walk sometime where we, we find ourselves getting saved and we say, oh, finally I'm saved. And then we try to find the rest of our lives trying to find a way to be comfortable in Jesus. Comfortable in Jesus, right? Well, faith and comfort don't go together. <laughs> I'll say it again. Faith and comfort don't go together because, you know, if you're going to do anything by faith, you're going to always be on the edge. I love you, Pastor Said. I love you, Pastor Said. <laughs> because, listen, I'm in a place in my life right now, I can kind of kick back, I can relax, I don't have to work as hard up. But I'm, I'm doing stuff way beyond what I should be. I'm writing books. Not one. I got another book in the hopper right now. I mean, I'm like, I said, what in the world's going on with me? I'm, I'm, I'm living in faith. And it's the most enjoyable ride you can ever live, but you have to determine to do it. You have to determine to do it because otherwise we, we sit back and we say, well, you know, I finally got to a place that I've got a little peace in. I don't want to upset the devil. Well, you know what? He's going to upset you anyhow. So you might as well end up in his kingdom first, okay? Be on the offense, and I'm, I'm, I'm preaching now. That's the pastor part of me coming out, right? That's, I'm a pastor for real. But that's, that's, we have to be on the offense and, and take authority because we, we sit back and relax and kick back and, and don't do anything for the kingdom of God. And we, he knows we have an assignment. Oh, he, know we'll, he knows we'll wake up eventually at some point. Well, why would he stop and kind of just let you alone and rather than just kind of thwart the assignment right away? Rather than get you off track right away, would get you get you distracted with something totally different that you want to be involved with right away. That's exactly what he'll do. So my my encouragement to you today is really just go ahead and be an innovative and and, and stop stop the stop the malarkey, stop the madness, and put yourself in a position where you say, I'm going for it. God's giving me something to do. I'm doing it. If you say, listen, I, I talked to folks on our on our why the floor you out there, little girl, you better keep on singing. Keep on singing. You know what I'm talking about. I said, I gave her an assignment. Keep on saying, Lynn Johnson, I told you, keep on doing it. Jeffrey Moore, you better do your thing, brother. Coming after you, man. We're coming after you. David Burris, do your thing, man. Don't, don't let nobody stop you from doing what you're supposed to do. Christine Gates, Mary Mary Smith, all these folks that are part of our leadership team and the people that are beyond that, by the way, God's got his hand on you. He's watching you. He's watching you, and he wants you to succeed in what you're called to do. Oh, man, he wants you to go for it a big way. He wants you to see yourself succeeding. Demetrius, he wants you to succeed. Brother Tammy, he wants you to succeed. <laughs> Joyce, he wants you to succeed. Tori, wants you to succeed. Oh, look, listen, Greg, all these folks, Christopher, all you people, I, I see you. Chris, I see all of you. I see God taking your life to another level because, hear this part, beyond a level is a dimension. A level you can go up and you can go down. <laughs> like a staircase. You can go up, you can go down. And often we try to retreat once in a while, but you get to another dimension, and no staircase, it's not a staircase. <laughs> dimension is another place you get to, you don't get, you don't, you don't come back out of it, you keep on going up. <laughs> you stay there, you keep on going up. How many of you want to go up? I, I'm, I, let me see a show of hands today in the church service. How many of you want to go up? You want to go up? Sure you do. You want to see success in your life. You want to see something that is going to benefit you in a big way. Well, God wants to take you to a higher level 
and I believe that this 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 word is just a just a simple word called innovative leadership. It's nothing it's nothing brand new, guys. I mean, it's nothing new under the sun. I'm not creating anything different anybody else has done. Uh, there are people talking about innovation all around the world. I, I just happen to do it the way I do it, and and the way I present myself is the way I present myself. I'm not trying to be anybody else. You guys already know that. I'm not trying to come on and give you a four-point sermon or a five-point sermon and say this is how you do it point by point by point. That's not my deal. I don't. That's not how I function, not how I teach. I just kind of walk in and, and start talking <laughs> and give you some stories about how I've done it in the past and how things are doing right now. And I've got proof, proof's in the pudding. I've got proof on how this stuff's worked for me and how it's working right now. If you're part of the Santa community, you're going to continue to see innovation happening, not just with me, but other people that are part of our group as well, other people that are part of our group as well. Well, guys, that, that's pretty much it. I'm going I'm to overwhelm you with a bunch of stuff tonight. I just want to come on and, and just do a little uh, little storytelling about the uh, stuff that I've done in reference to innovation. And sometime we're going to get – going to keep on talking about innovation now. Sometime I'll have some guests on here with me as well, and they'll have a chance to talk about what God is doing in them through innovation. And we're just going to kind of beat the innovation, innovation drum for a while and let God um, see benefit come to the people that we really begin to receive this thing. Now, hear this part. This is going way beyond the Santa community. I want to give you, an idea, give you some thought process on this. I'm promoting this here in the Santa community, but beyond the Santa community, you're on Google+, Google Plus and Google, and, uh, and uh, also through my email, through my list of people that I have in contact, I'm in contact with. I'll be sending it over to Twitter. I'll be sending it over to, uh, not to Facebook, well, other Facebook groups as well. Because don't you know that innovative leadership is something that other people want to be able to find out about as well? They do, because they want to succeed in life. So well, rather than come with a religious title such as uh, Five Ways for a Godly, godly Success, you know, we, we didn't come with that. We came with Innovative Leadership so people can understand it, and we put it right in their face and say Innovative Leadership. That's my book right there, guys. You can pick up your copy, by the way, for 10 bucks. Okay. You get it on Amazon, it's $14.95. But you get it from me, 10 bucks. All right? SaidReynolds.com is how you pick it up. You guys, I'm going to head out of here right now. I will see you on the other side. Uh, on the wall, just a few more minutes. I'm, I'm live right now. We're going to go ahead and shut this thing down and get on down the road. We'll see you later. Bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.